in my opinion, is the human trafficking. Yeah. And uh, we are absolutely committing. Uh, we This is all slavery. Uh, you know, I talk about this on my radio show that the trafficking in human flesh and slavery is what we have today. And human trafficking, I was trained by the L.A. Police Department back in 1986 with their Crimes Against Children's Task Force. And I've been working these things for years. And I've seen the worst of the worst of humanity. But now that we have this open borders, this full-on invasion, uh, it's all about human trafficking. It's all about sex trafficking with children. Welcome back, my friends, once again to another episode of Red Pill News. Today, I have another interview from the Moment of Truth Summit to present to you, this time with my good friend Paul Preston from the New California State. Paul and I had a chance to sit down and talk about the progress of the New California State, when we might be able to see the actual 51st state emerge, what the California administration currently is thinking about it, and some of the things we can expect to see once NCS 51 does come to be. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back after this. All right. Welcome back, everyone, once again to another special episode of Red Pill News coming to you live from Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit. And you'll never guess who I ran into. Good friend from the program. You guys know him and love him. Mr. Paul Preston, the face of New California itself. That's right. How are That's you, Paul? Right. Wonderful. I'm just so happy to be here. And what a great two days that it has been. Yes, it has. It's yeah. been uh, really a truthful. The truth is coming out right now, especially as we speak yeah, right now behind us. Right, now. It's just incredible stuff coming out and the nation is going to be changed after this weekend there's no doubt about it you know one of the things that i've been pressing the audience to do for the last several years is to get out and get active because that's the one place activism where the left had us beat and as a result of that they were able to overcome us in a lot of other different ways because they had their networks they could get out on the street anytime they wanted to and now i feel like we have really turned a corner and we're able to do the same thing i'm hearing a lot of uh, really good activism as you know we are a very active group where i i really think the right now we're the most active group in the nation in the new california movement because of the complexity of developing a new state but we've been at it for a long time so um but we're being used to a lot of people saying we're loving what we're seeing in terms of how you're getting your people involved what you're doing how you're engaging how you're engaging with your communities as you know we're even serving legal documents on people we've prompted investigations with sheriffs and um and district attorneys pushing back on this whole voting fraud right here and also pushing back on the the covid situation we're really changing the face of california but it's going to be for the benefit of both california and new california that's the way this works for the, the creation of a new state but this whole movement now this what we're talking about nationwide movement with all the groups that that, that that have been established at the grassroots it's now time to come together take action coalesce and you, you be unified uh, against these machines and We've been calling the machines out for a long time. It's been for us uh, really for about the last six months to push against the machines as we started to realize, number one, an audit was not really the appropriate thing. I was calling for an audit like a lot of people, but, you know, the practicality, the expense of a real audit of 58 counties with 40 million people, you know, 20 with almost 30 million people voting, that's just almost incomprehensible. And the other side knows that. You know, of course, they play that all the time on us. Uh, but now we've got the ways to figure out where the voting actually went, how it went. We know how to work the algorithms. We know what the formulas are. Uh, we're learning. And, of course, we've been together with uh, Dr. 
uh, Douglas Frank now in the new California state movement for about the last month. And we, this guy's a driver. Have you, did you interview him? I interviewed him yesterday and you're absolutely right. He's, he's a driver. He's a winner. Dr. Frank is tireless since the moment he came onto the scene. I don't know that he spent much time at home. Well, you know, he, well, he spent a lot of time with me in the back seat of my truck. <laughs> And I didn't hear too much out of him. We drive for seven hours at a time, you know. And he's back there working, putting the formulas. He writes his own language. I mean, you know, I'm, listen, I'm a pretty good computer guy. I know how to write a few things. But this guy just whips it out, puts the formula, presses return, and then all of a sudden he sits there. Well, it's going to take about a half an hour for it to calculate what the formulas are. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is going on in the backseat of my truck, and I'm going 70 miles an hour. Are you kidding me? I mean, have you tried to use a computer while you're driving, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, quite often. I mean, if I have to, if I have to get work done or I have to edit or I have to put some stuff together, then Lisa will drive and I'll, and I'll do it. But you're right. It's not the easiest. I mean, you're moving around. It's got to be in a position on your lap. You know, it's there's it's not the same thing as sitting at a desk and actually doing it in a stationary position. And I have to claim that I'm older now. I'm actually older than you, but, you know, don't tell anybody. But I'm, I'm a little bit uh, amazed at how much I can actually tolerate when I have my computer. I could never work at any age, the way he works on those computers and comes up with those formulas. And then he's just spot on. You saw him do a one 45-minute spiel here. I guess he was supposed to do two hours. Oh, wow. Because normally he does two and a half, three hours with us on the on the road trip. And Mike I guess Dell says, get, get, "Give me the cliff notes." <laughs> that's right. That's what he did. He, I was I was supposed to speak, and I got bumped for other things uh, within here. And so they were going to make it up to me. But then that listen, this is this is fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. I was invited, and the whole New California movement. We have about 25 people from New California here from all over. California that flew in and made the big travel. But, you know, we are on top of our game in uh, New California and that we really engage with uh, the legal authorities now. And again, we're following everything based upon the Constitution. It's all constitutional, Article 4, Section uh, 3 and 4 of the Constitution. And uh, this is what is baffling the other side, is that we're really pretty close to statehood. And uh, we've had to put off some things that we want to do primarily because we're playing on the economy and the downturn right now in California's economy. We think we're in a two-week window now for sure, maybe um, maybe coming up for another month or so, just primary, just before our convention, which the convention is right around the corner for the 10th Constitutional Convention. And then we're going to stand up the restored government of California. Uh, this is a big story. Nobody knows what the story is. I was going to actually talk about it t- yesterday, but um, I think this is more appropriate what they've done here. That They're on target. They're getting the word out about how the machines have to go. They're telling the world, because a lot of people have now heard a lot of this talk for a good three or four you know months don't understand it because to most people it's hard to understand you know an algorithm let alone what they're understanding about how the machines work you know you have scanners you have this and they talk about the components uh the one thing there a couple takeaways from this that i think people are really resonating with and uh, dr frank and i talked about this like crazy you know how long does it really take to vote now it takes two months yeah i mean they had uh, two month voting going on with carrie lake 
um, out there in Arizona. And, you know, it used to when I, the first time I went to vote for um, Richard Nixon, <laughs> Richard Nixon, I have to say, I voted for him, uh, for Richard Nixon. Don't tell anyone. Nixon got a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. I want my vote. But, you know, I, it's hilarious. I mean, thinking like what a scandal the Watergate incident was compared to what we have today. <laughs> nothing. No, absolutely not. Nixon was a saint. He was a saint. And uh, I actually, uh, just a little side note, when I got older, I moved into Yorba Linda, California. I did all my local origination TV shows from the Nixon Library. Oh, very nice. But anyway, I went in and I voted. Uh, I, I had my name on a voting list because I registered to vote. Uh, I was also in the draft at the time, so I remember that. So, But I, I voted for him. And it was a simple piece of paper, one sheet paper like this. I put it in the machine, and you know we knew the results that night. Yeah. Uh, now listen, think about what it takes to vote today with the mail-in ballot voting. It, first of all, those ballots are manufactured someplace. Um, they get put in envelopes. They get put in the postal system. We calculated that it takes about fourteen people to actually have hands on that ballot. So there's a violation because the chain of can, uh, chain of control is completely broken. So now you go off to I mean, it's mailed off to your house. Well, on election day this last year, this is a classic example. I get massive amounts of mail, <laughs> and so some mail goes into the shredding bin, and some goes over here. And um, so I, it came to be election day, and I kept telling people, hey, "I can't find my ballot. I can't find my ballot." And I was I went out to breakfast with the Tea Party folks, and I said, "So what do you do now? Uh, you guys tell me what am I supposed to do now if I don't have a ballot?" And they said, "Well, you know, they're going to give you this, that." And I said, I'm "Not going to do that." So I went home and I looked in the shredding file, and there it was. There it was, my ballot. Okay, I'm giving you that as an example. But you know, I thought I had pretty good custody of my ballot. But, you know, I'm a civilian, and I never learned how to have custody of my ballot at home than to take it down, see, because I'm going to vote in person, Mm -hmm. take it and vote, or better yet, even just drop it off in the mailbox. That's a complete breakdown in the voting system. And the other thing, too, is they've given an excuse for themselves because you have to open up the ballot, you have to flatten the ballot, and it takes time then to put it in the machine. Then you have to do the cal- all that stuff. Well, you know, now that's the built-in excuse. Because we're doing it by computer, it's going to take longer, and we have to spread it out. And of course, as you know, Zach, when you spread these things out, it just opens up the door for fraud. Absolutely. Yeah. When they scan that ballot, the computer can so easily just choose a different candidate, take a scan of whatever you drew on there, and just transfer it down to the candidate of their own choice. There's all of these people in the midst of this process. It can so easily just be swapped out for somebody else's ballot or a ballot that they filled out themselves. It's by design. Paul, it's by design that they have created it and, and into such a complicated issue, and it's also a, an incredible financial drain as well. Far more expensive than it needs to be. But, the, but you do the financials on this, uh, you know, they're cheering for me. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> anyway, would you, when you break it down, economic, this is a multi-trillion dollar business per year for these companies. And all these companies, by the way, Smartmatic, Sequoia, ESNS, um, Dominion. Dominion, they're all out of the Silicon Valley. They're all out of California. Don't say it, they're not. I know they have a headquarter, Dominion, and this, that, but they're all out of Silicon Valley. And now here, this is what California has given the world. 
and this is why we're planning to have new California, but the, California has given you this voting catastrophe. California has given you a system, a totalitarian system of government now in one of the 50 states of the union. California has ruined really the fifth largest economy of the world, the biggest, the biggest economy of the United States in one state. They've completely ruined that. They've ruined an education system that was superior for years, as one of the best in the world, completely ruined that. And now they're just trying to take the lives of our kids by putting them in mass, socially distancing, uh, torturing them you know, with all this other business. What more, how evil can this state get? And this is one of our points that we're making as the new state is that we're not going to allow any of this crap to happen. And we're putting Silicon Valley on notice. We're shutting you guys down. This kind of stuff is not going to be tolerated. And the, the, the state officials who have been harboring all this, they're going to be held accountable. And the state officials have worked hand in hand. And I'm talking about every state and county official in California. You guys know what you have done. This is corruption on a grand scale. You know, it, they're in a tight fist lock condition now. They refuse to come out. The legislature refuses to do any viable legislation. Uh, the governor himself, uh, it, it's interesting, he's, he usurped all the power from the legislature and also all the power from the judiciary. The three branches of government are gone. And, you know, the you have 120 legislators in California, and only one has stood up and says, I'm going to run a bill to regain the legislator's power from uh, from the governor. Only one. And, you know, that dies instantly because the Republicans and the Democrats, the uniparty, or we call it the monoparty system out here, controls it all. I mean, it's a complete dictatorship, and it's going to get worse unless we stop it because they're going to, they're going to turn more authoritarian. The only thing that's stopping them right now is really the good wits and good nature of law enforcement in California, the sheriffs in particular, many in the Highway Patrol and local sheriff's department. We actually have, listen to this. We actually have courthouses, superior courthouses in California that are refusing to fly the California flag. Really? That is very interesting. Refusing to flag the California flag. And I have been told uh, by some of their people, because we went out as New California and we read 190 grievances for 190 weeks every Tuesday at 11 o'clock on the courthouse steps, superior courts. That's the reason they're doing it. That is amazing. Let me ask you this, because this ties into the illegality stuff. You know, obviously, California was kind of at the head of the pack in terms of legalization of marijuana. And I recently saw a documentary which detailed the issue of cartel influence inside California, uh, where essentially the state government has abdicated all of this land and power to the Mexican drug cartels to allow for them to grow marijuana. How is this going to be addressed once New California is formed? Because I would imagine the cartel is not going to be too happy about it. They're not going to be happy, and we don't care. It's mind over matter. We don't mind, and they don't matter. Uh, Because this whole cartel thing that you're talking about, the most recent version, uh, was really caused by Kamala Harris Mm -hmm. and uh, Jerry Brown and and, uh, Gavin Newsom. You see, Jerry Brown was uh, was the attorney general. Uh, for a second time, he was, then he ran and got a third and fourth term, which is totally questionable how he did that. But the person who came in behind him was Kamala Harris, and she made a, a commitment along with uh, Jerry Brown to take out what was known as the 
uh, the the, uh, Department of Justice Bureau of Narcotics Division, and they closed it down and fired 400 top-notch Department of Justice agents who are all, all committed to stopping the cartels in California. And that ended it. They opened it up for the cartels. They, they created one of the most intense intelligence agencies. The NSA has nothing on the California intelligence agencies. They, they're they here listening tonight because they've got our phones and everything. Sure. They know exactly what's going on. But Kamala Harris. She, Kamala Harris? Okay, Kamala Harris. <laughs> I better watch myself here. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's getting late, and I'm, I'm starting to lose it. But she, she signed off. She made sure that the cartels had what they needed. They came in and swept over, literally invaded most of the prime land, which would grow good marijuana on the coastal plains and also in the Sierras. They've ruined millions of square of, of acres uh, with their poisons. Because, uh, you know, when you when you grow this stuff, it's it's pretty expensive to grow. It takes a lot of fertilizers and a lot of nutrients. And uh, they did, they have despoiled the land and the water uh, in so many communities of California. But you know what? Uh, you also have the Chinese growing the marijuana up here. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yep, and uh, Siskiyou and Shasta counties. It's a, it's a multi-billion dollar industry for the Chinese. And uh, come... Uh, this now the fall, which will be September and October, which is harvest time. Uh, they're just going to harvest that stuff and take it over to Eureka and ship it out of the United States to China. It's probably going to find its way uh, at the southern border and come aboard that way. But of course, our biggest problem that we have in California, uh, in my opinion, is the human trafficking. Yeah. And uh, we are absolutely committing. Uh, we, this is all slavery. Uh, you know, I talk about this on my radio show that the trafficking in human flesh and slavery is what we have today and human trafficking. I was trained by the L.A. Police Department back in 1986 with their Crimes Against Children's Task Force. And I've been working these things for years and I've seen the worst of the worst of humanity. But now that we have this open borders, this full on invasion uh, it's all about human trafficking. It's all about sex trafficking with children. And, you know, the Trump administration has stood so strong about these guys all know. Listen, when you get really down into it, it is sickening. It's unbelievable. And, you know, to me, there's no wonder why you're not seeing a lot of movies right now coming out of Hollywood. Because when I was trained, we were trained to, to stop the pedophile rings in Hollywood. And we were doing everything we could, and it stuck with me. I've, I've had to testify. I've had to do all of these things. But um, I'm really happy to see that there's been a real change in all that. Hollywood is not making the movies like it used to. The, the pedophiles have been taken in. A lot of good work by Donald Trump beforehand. Um, this is all going to continue, and the cartels will be vacated from California. You know, the cartels run our election system here. And this is what people don't understand about the voting. It's not just the machines here. It's a whole system that's been in place. Most of it is run by the cartels out of Mexico. They have a plaza system in which they actually groom candidates over different cycles to get them in the offices that they want them. And uh, I heard they, they have a sophisticated ballot trafficking uh, operation as well. Very sophisticated. Uh, we've all known about this. Um, and, of course, what we have right now, I'll break the story. Um, what we have right now, we have evidence. I was just on the way here and got a text messages and we landed. I made some calls. But now what we have, we talk about ballot harvesting. Uh, we have, we, we think we are going to be investigating two 
members of the California State Legislature for ballot harvesting for their own behalf. Oh, wow. There's Familiar. on video. Yeah. Oh, it's on video. It's even better. <laughs> I, I, you know, gotcha. Now, listen, I, I'm telling you, that's what I have right now. I, I kind of get ahead of my stories, but, yeah. but no, you know, I won't put them out there unless I think the, the people are very credible, so I know yeah. where this is all going. And uh, we have names. We have film. I have to view the film this next week. I mean, what about these candidates? They're caught, just caught stuff in the ballots for themselves. And, of course, they won. Yeah, of course they did. I mean, <laughs> they don't stuff the ballot box for nothing, you know? <laughs> take that kind of risk. Oh, so, yeah, um, we're going to make a lot of changes in California as far as that's concerned. And uh, governance certainly is going to change for California because, you know, California right now is a state government. It's non-functional. It, to be an st- active state government of a state, now that doesn't mean you're not in the union. I mean, when you become a state and you form a compact with the government, the federal government, there's an agreement with you and Congress, they vote you in. That compact lasts forever. That's what the word compact means. So regardless of the government of any one of the states, you're always a member of the United States. So, But you have to be in good standing we the people, the people of the state, can replace that government. Yep. And that's why it says, first three words of the Constitution are, we, the people, we're in charge, not them. And we're going to be making that declaration very, very clear that we are the people in charge, not them. But um, we, we have been seeing this whole thing degenerate and vi- violate what's called Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution which says that if you want to be a state, you have to provide a Republican form of government, which is a representative government, which we don't have. When you only have one branch of government, that's a problem, and I'll talk about that. The other part of it is that the, uh, the, um, the uh, freedom from invasion, they're enticing these people to come across the border with luring them, and then, of course, domestic violence. So when they fail to provide that, that's our entree to stand up as a new state, and that's what we're doing. But this whole governorship, the dictatorship, the whole government with the legislature, that there's legislatures non-existent. They've given total power and authority to the governor, and the governor has usurped that power from the judiciary. So there's now only one branch of government, and that's the governor. That, by definition, is called a dictatorship. We in America don't understand that because we don't think of being ourselves under a dictatorship because it doesn't feel any different today than it did yesterday. But it's about to feel really different when these people, the authoritarians, come in and start to uh, get some sort of military support or something like that. And that's what I think they're trying to plan on right now. So, Paul, I also understand you have a constitutional convention coming up soon. What can you tell us about that? A what? Don't you have a constitutional convention coming up? And tell you how much? Huh? (laughs) Well, you know, we do things like a top secret mode. (laughs) I can edit that out if I'm not supposed to say it. (laughs) No, that's fine. Uh, But it's it's really, yeah, it's going to come down to it, uh, the 8th, 9th, and 10th. It's going to be in Southern California. I can't tell you the exact location. We have invited the president. Okay. um, And in all truth, I expect that he'll be there. Um, I I shouldn't say that, but... Very hopeful it'll be there, um, but the uh, you're invited. Oh, you got to be there. I'll t- Lisa, honey, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we, we can just, take uh, the dogs if we fly yeah. them too. You know? We just talked to um, uh, what's uh, Taylor Green here? Okay. Uh, Valor, what's her first name? Anyway, anyway, Marjorie. Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Green. Green. 
and uh, who I think she did a fantastic job here today. But I, I didn't actually see her speak. I had no idea she was here. Oh well, you I I saw a big white glowing circle around your head when she was state speaking. Yeah, so it's yeah. up to do it anyway. Um, so we we have a and of course Dr. Frank will be there. He's just uh, he's just something else. Now Dr. Frank will be with us this week. We're going to go back down to Southern California, start in Southern California in Los Angeles. Then we're going to go to Sacramento twice and have two speeches there. Then we're going to San Francisco. The real belly of the beast, and we're going to be at the Italian Athletic Club uh, speaking. This is where all the hoity-toity rich Republicans go. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself when we heard that when they were offering, I said, "I said to the doctor, I said, don't you want to go there too?" <laughs> and surprisingly, everybody's excited to hear about him. And that's San Francisco. Wow. I, I Maybe was, they're tired of stepping on needles and having their cars oh. broken into and having human excrement washed off the streets. I, you know, we don't. Um, San Francisco County is not going to be in New California. Uh, I, I got to tell you, if anybody thinks that California is a blue state, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. California is a deep, deep, deep red state. And I've been sticking by these numbers, our, our numbers guys, when they first gave me the numbers of California, it was 15,800,000 votes for Donald Trump in the election and 4 million for Biden. I stick with those numbers. I've used those numbers with all the county clerks. No one's contested them. And so that's why I say everybody, except I, everybody's invited to the party except for, except for, uh, San Francisco, but the conservatives of San Francisco are coming out. And uh, I think you're right. I think they're tired of the feces in the street, the needles. Um, Jesse Bodine, you know. He's gone, you know. I mean, he got. Yeah. So who, who's going to replace Chase Bodine? Is that, are you even worried about that? Because I mean, no, it's, uh, the, not, not really. I'm happy. He's got, you know, he's Bill Ayer's uh, stepson. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Son, son of a terrorist, convicted terrorist. That's right. And he's, uh, he's also a radical Islam. Yep. He's got an Islamic name. He, he and the. And uh, uh, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn all converted at the same time. So this is a this is a radical. And now we still have Gascon down in Los Angeles, yeah. and we're working. He, he with slipped people. through again, second time. Total he was election uh, fraud. absolutely total yeah. election fraud. Nobody and, likes Gascon. No, he, <laughs> except for the criminals. The criminals love the guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all came out in force. <laughs> oh, they did. And uh, so anyway, the straightening out of all that will take place on the California side when we step up and create the restored government of California, and we'll, there'll be a government. Uh, will be at the direction of really the legislature, the Congress at that time, and the military. That's really kind of what will happen. And then we'll be starting to set up and work with Congress to, to establish new California and get our Constitution approved and then move on to statehood. But we look for an absolutely explosive, thriving economy. All the taxes will come off from California. All, there won't be any of these, uh, uh, the California Air Resources Board or, uh, you know, the environmental, uh, California EPA. None of those things that have been destroying the whole nature, the whole fabric of California. None of those, uh-oh, this guy's, he said, this guy's begging on my time here. Scott's looking for you. <laughs> okay, so l- let me ask you this. Do you expect New California to achieve statehood before or after the midterm? Uh, I think oh, it'll be after the midterm. Okay. Yeah, and you know, this year or next year, it'll be this year. Okay. I, I believe it, it, this is what has to happen for us. Is that keep in mind it doesn't involve the statehood thing. Really, does not involve the president or the governor, the executive branch, or the judiciary. It only involves the legislature. 
we're kind of poised right here at a perfect place. It's taken us a long time to kind of coordinate this, um, to be at this point in time just before the election. So this election will carry through. I have all the confidence in the world we're going to stop these machines, mm-hmm. and it will be a Republican Senate, and it will be a Republican House. Absolutely. Super majority, I think. All we need is them to grant us the statehood, and yep. then we can work from that. And that could happen the first or second month of the next term. So that's what we're gearing for right there, and I think that we're right on target to do that. We, we tried this with Donald Trump. And we were expecting he was going to win the election, and he didn't. But along that road, we did all the paperwork, did all the things you need to do to make that all happen. Um, and now we just pulled back. We've had to revise things, and we continued on with our legislature and so on. Um, so we're going to be absolutely poised perfectly right after this election coming up that will be in the Congress. And, and once we get in Congress, it'll be a short period of time because they want to solve the California economic problem. California is grossly broke and it is a bit deep pit in the whole economy of of the united states now one of the things we caught california doing this will blow your mind uh, the uh, edd which is the employment development department they they're the ones for the welfare and and assistance for people in need this they got special money for the covid Yep. As relief, billions of dollars, trillions. So, what happens? Chris Street, who's our CSO, CFO, he called up the state of California and says, You know, you guys are missing $3 billion over the last three weeks out of the EDD. Can you uh, tell me about it? So, we haven't been missing that at all. He calls back a couple of days, Now you're missing $7 billion. And uh, he used to work, he was the treasurer of Orange County, California. He helped, he was one of the five treasurers of the state brought in to save California in the 2008 and 9 housing depression. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he knows these things. You're right, right. He's, right. No, he's no fool. And so then the next thing is, you know, you guys are missing $13 billion. It's only been 10 days. Where's that going? Yeah. So it was hysterical because um, now we've got that number after all this time. Uh, they're finally admitting to the numbers and agreeing with us. That number has now that we're, I'm stopping at this number only because there's other dates and other things investigating. Eight hundred and fifty billion dollars is missing from the EDD in a year and four months. It's a staggering amount of money. And where did that all go? Into the commissaries of felons and uh, the bank accounts of Chinese spies. The Chinese spies, right? Yeah, yeah. That all of it went. Most of it went to the Chinese. They tried to cash it or, or couch it as being sent to the criminals. You know, well, criminals aren't going to spend that kind of money that fast. You know, they, I mean, that, that's a lot of cigarettes in prison. It's a lot of Maseratis on the street. <laughs> that's that's what the Beverly Hills the Merchants Association figured out. They called the Beverly Hills cops on them. That's, the, that's a true story. But, um, Wait, because they, they noticed a preponderance they, of luxury cars? They, well, they met. Well, what happened was um, they started seeing all these people come into Rodeo Drive. Yeah. And they're bringing out their EDD cards. And they're, you know, finally they got a monthly meeting, right? The Merchants Association. So they're saying, you know, and imagine these guys are billionaire business people. Say, hey, I had this guy come in, and he's, he's looking like Snoop Dogg, smells like marijuana, and he's buying a $15,000 you know, $15, bling. And then they're going, yeah. And then the guy says, yeah, I got a Maserati over here and got a Porsche over here. You know, five geese guys walking, and all this tens of thousands, millions of dollars pouring out. So they said, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. It's all ED. Yeah. So they called the Beverly Hills cops. Yeah. Eddie Murphy style. <laughs> That's how. That's how this whole. You can't make this up. That's how this whole thing got. This is going to be a movie someday. You know, it's got to be. Yeah, it's it's absolutely got to be. 
But, you know, for the people of New California and the people of the United States, this is going to be the best thing happening because, you know, our we, we are not going to have our debt be a problem for the rest of the United States. We're going to handle it. We're going to take care of it. It's going to be our responsibility to do that so that it's not a burden on everybody else because I don't think people really understand the gravity or the sign size of this debt that's, that's here. So we can, we can stop it. We've got a plan in place, ready to go. Just all we need to do is say yes. That's why I say when it comes to be springtime, don't be surprised if we're standing up as a state and we get signed in because we got to go. You know, I mean, we got business to do. We don't want to have our kids suffering anymore. I mean, what is happening? Um, it's just uh, despicable. I'm an educator for 41 years and I'm watching kids decay, decline, suffer, commit suicide in our schools and public education in California. It's just despicable. So we are changing all that. We're definitely changing all that. But the people of America need to know that we're going to be a, a great state in a great nation, and California will be restored, and it will not be a burden on anybody. And they're going to, you, you know, you have a constitution that was created in California, recreated. They created an 1879 constitution. The original one was 1849. That's what got them the, the, the compact. But 18, before 1879, they came up with a corporate constitution. Well, a corporate constitution is not a constitution. It's, a, it's corporate bylaws. So you want things to go fast. You want things to happen fast. Well, they changed this corporate constitution since then 922 times. You know what, I mean, the regular constitution, our constitution, only been changed 27 times, 240 years. Isn't there something wrong with that picture? Yeah, very wrong. Very, very wrong. So it's all gone to the benefit of the big money people, um, the socialists, basically, and not so much the business people, because the, they've because they've been able to legislate all the time and create new laws, um, what they've been able to do is create a huge bureaucracy in California, and they figured out the best way that they can get money is to tax the businesses, tax and tax and tax, or create agencies like the California Air Resources Board. They're all Agenda 21 stuff, and uh, and push businesses out. We used to have about six different tomato processing canneries in California. Now we're down to one in San Benito County. And uh, it's interesting. They all closed because of the Cal- the restrictions by the California Air Resources Board. Wow. And so tomato price, all this all drives agriculture up and so on. But um, we're going to put a stop to that. We're also going to bring water back to everybody. That was, I was actually going to ask you about that. What about water management? Because that's a huge problem in the southwest, especially right now, because of the ma- massive drought. Lake Mead is almost gone. Uh, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be before they have to stop delivery of water, you know? Well, the problem is is that they, these people deliberately drain the, the reservoirs. And they deliberately, over the last two years, have drained both Shasta and Oroville. And a lot of the other reservoirs drained them down to create the drought. And this is this is absolute fact. I live up by Orville. I was driving. I drive a lot to Shasta. Or, or, Orville. I thought. I thought that that was like overflowing so much. It, it, was it that they just let all the water out? Is that yeah. why it was going to well, fail? Both, well, both. Well, this, you know, they had that dam problem where it almost broke. I was reporting on that. But th- this time, they just drained the water out. And so um, they did the same with Shasta. Shet, if we'd had that water not drained to the ocean and wasted, we, we wouldn't be in a drought. It's a man-made natural drought. You have people, they're called water brokers, that are buying and selling water and selling it down south. Mm-hmm. 
and then they have the conduit system and all that stuff. It's all corrupt. One of the people who's a big power water broker is Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi. And he manages a lot of that water. And there's a big scan, there's big scandalous stuff going on about the buying and selling of California water. That's what the problem is. And, and, any, any insight, of course, with the Pelosi family, right. any insight into the uh, car accident Paul Pelosi was in, apparently he was under the influence of both alcohol and an unnamed drug. I just assumed it was cocaine because uh, he was out at 3 a.m. And uh, I heard that there was uh, potentially another person in the car with him. I assumed it was a prostitute. Any inf- any insight? Don't uh, I don't know about his particular peccadillos. Uh, <laughs> I mean, certainly not going home to Nancy. No, I, that's, you said that, even though that's what I was meaning. <laughs> you know, we think alike. You know. Anyway, but right. anyway, so this this guy, Paul Pelosi, I've actually shook his hand one time, and I watched him. I watched Nancy Pelosi. I met her um, at a function, but um, yeah, he's uh, he's quite the fellow. And so is his son, Paul Pelosi. Which was in Taiwan. I was just going to say it was just in Taiwan, checking on business interests. And you know what the business interests were? Oh, wasn't it semiconductors? Semi- well, sure. You know what those they're Taiwan, a Taiwanese semiconductor. And you know what they make? Uh, is that Nvidia graphic cards? No, they make modems for these over here okay. computers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they make the modems. Okay. And okay. and in fact, Doctor Frank points that out. And so it was really funny. We we're in uh, Bakersfield, and he's doing his presentation. You know. And he's doing this thing, and he's showing the modem on the on the chip and stuff, like he did today. And uh, I'm sitting here thinking, no, it says on the chip that they're made in Italy, mm-hmm. and then they're assembled in Taiwan. And I'm saying to myself, you know, who's in Taiwan right now? Nancy and Paul Jr. <laughs> so, so I, I sat up in the move or sat up right in the middle of his presentation. And said, I know what this is all about, <laughs> and people are looking at me like, "Are you nuts?" I said, "No, this is a story. This is great." You know, Taiwan Paul Pelosi. He's got a binter. And sure enough, we looked it up. Uh, Taiwanese uh, semiconductor, and they were there. Now I wonder what they were doing there. I wonder what they ensuring that their interests would not be taken over by the red Chinese army. I would imagine, I, or uh, yeah, just sort of re- redistributing the, the uh, or rearranging. I guess you can say their portfolio. Yes, yes, <laughs> getting well, out of Ukraine. Oh yeah, they have to. Man, yeah. Ukraine's not going to be standing for much longer. No. Well, you know what's kind of interesting when you do the analysis of the EDD in the Ukraine. Uh, it was being done almost identical, um, and money laundered almost identical. Uh, in other words, they they would take money from the treasury. Treasury here would put it in the EDD, and EDD would distribute it through its networks. And they did the same thing in Ukraine, which is kind of interesting because Ukraine, uh, they would send their money to Cyprus, from Cyprus to Latvia, and that money would be laundered, uh, laundered out of Latvia. Now, it's just interesting that certain real estate broker just died, and he was from Latvia. Who was this? That was the real estate broker who sold to Ivan oh, Ivana. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He sold have them. Ever, have you ever connected that dot? I, I actually, I just saw that the other day, but I didn't realize that it was potentially connected to money laundering. You know how money laundering works in Latvia. I well, I, I've heard that network before, well, but what, that's wrong. No, they sell. <laughs> they have. They give um, mortgages out. In Latvia, there's a Latvian mortgage, and what happens is that it's an open-ended mortgage. So, you want a mortgage? I'm from Latvia. Here's your open-ended mortgage. It's worth twenty million dollars, and guess what? You don't have to pay it back. No interest rate. No. No. If there's other ways to money launder, you know, like uh, um, 
you know, people who get, you know, get the million dollar things out of the, what they call the, the, uh, the, the voting, not the voting, but the, the voting to, to, uh, to gambling. But, you know, you go to play the lottery and, and some of these uh, people already know what they won and that's how they pay them off through money laundering okay. that way. Okay. I, I actually... It's a big deal in California. I just thought I'd mention that. It's just oh, a big wow. deal. No, I, I had no idea. Come with a network of money laundering that's become the place on the planet to money launder besides places like Latvia. That's why I say there's a real connection between California and Latvia. Or, I mean, uh, the way they do business in, in La- Latvia and Ukraine. I can't wait to see people completely implode when their criminal networks are no longer viable because you guys have made a brand new state. It's going to be incredible. That's right. That's right. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a state designed for liberty. We are, we are losing our liberty every single day uh, by, the, by the fact of what they're doing. And, of course, the same thing here. Uh, with this is pretty. This is the this is the nuts and bolts I deal with every day that they're talking about on the voting system. So it's nice that we're getting this put out right now. People can see it. We'll be able to have some pretty good discussions. Um, you know, with our new California folks and on the radio show, we'll have hours worth of discussion, so we can do more explaining as to how this hurts everybody, and new explaining as to what we can do to solve the problem and go back to paper ballots and that sort of thing. Which I don't think is going to be that difficult, quite frankly. I think it's going to, and you know. How they already know how to print the ballots. Uh, all we all we trying to do is just get them into one place on one day. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was kind of interesting. Um, we tried to sue. We sued, actually, filed a lawsuit against the state of California for the ballots that they put out uh, in the 2020 election because all the ballots were mislabeled. They did not have the proper legal uh, things on them. Every ballot in California. So we we were kind of friendly. We just said, we noticed that. That's illegal. It says you cannot cast or count the ballot if it's not with that statement. And um, the court never took it up. They, we had it filed. Uh, we could have stopped everything. Um, and the court walked, just held on to it. And they said in the court filings, the court deliberately held on to this until a, a further time. I mean, they just told us they did that. That would have stopped the whole brazen. January 6th thing. But we're we're coming back now. We got two more lawsuits in the hopper, and a lot of injunctions that we're filing and things like that. So we're going to make everybody happy <laughs> in that world. <laughs> all right. Well, Paul, tell everybody where they can find you, New California, all your work. Well, NewCaliforniaState.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us for anything dealing with New California. We have a Sunday night and we have a Wednesday night public telephone call, which is seven p.m. on Eastern Time. You can always catch me on Red State Talk Radio on Agenda 21 Radio, and that's A21R.com. We do that five days a week live, and uh, it's really uh, it's really nice to be here, brother. It's really nice to see you in person, yeah. too. Cause, yeah, yeah. It's you a know, totally new experience having you right here. <laughs> I bet. I'm just one big, what the rest of the ball always tell I'm one big fuzzball. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for all you're doing, and thank you for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Sure. All right. We'll talk to you soon, buddy.